This episode of the Rooted Network podcast is brought to you by Chaplin, helping churches live in the digital age. Want a better website or marketing campaign for your church or ministry? Text Rooted to 38470 for more information. Welcome to the Rooted Network Podcast. I'm Lauren Chandler, and I am here today with Stephen Miller. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, at the Mill Street House in Louisville, Texas. Yeah. It's good to be here. It is good to be here. Good to be back. I am I am really excited about this conversation. Me too. Um, as, a, as a husband, as a dad, mm. and as a worship pastor that has many moms serving with me and mm-hmm. leading with me, uh, I think it's a really good topic to just talk about. We're we're talking about being a mom and being a worship leader yeah. in the church. Are you going to talk about this? I you think it'd be helpful. It. No, I think, you know, you being we a mom. Can, I, I am a mom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about uh, the Isaiah 9 passage about Jesus will be called Wonderful he, Counselor, Mighty God, uh-huh. Everlasting Father, uh-huh. Prince of Peace. Uh the, the idea of Jesus, who is the son, being right. called everlasting father, yeah. is kind of like, huh, you know? Yeah. But but you kind of look at it of like like I have a daughter who has a very motherly nature, mm-hmm. right? That's true. And so, you know, she she's she's just been that way all the time. Yeah. So theoretically, I could be like you a... You could be a motherer. I could be a... Nurturing. <laughs> here's just, the deal. We're going to erase this part. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Matt... I tell, I say Matt, my husband, is a better mom than I am because he like gets the laundry done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, like is really good like tucking the kids in, and but that's not necessarily mom duties, you know. Yeah, those yeah. those can be dads. They were in the fifties. Yeah, in the fifties they were, but, but now. now you know he takes on things that he's just he's just better. Yeah. At that, so but. You know, I love your a husband. Give and take. Going on record, man crush on your husband. Aww. He's the man. So I do too. I figure. <laughs> I would hope that you did. Yeah. He is great, and he, you know, he's so good. And I, I mean, we can go ahead and jump in and talk about this uh, as far as me being a woman in ministry, and having a call in my life, and being a wife and a mom. Uh, he is so good, even though he's, I mean, the pastor of a church president of a church planting network, doing all kinds of things, speaking, writing, traveling. Um, he makes sure that I have some space awesome. to do what I love to do. Awesome. And he's not, he's never said, well, that's y- your job. Like you were supposed to do this. Yeah. Um, now there are things that I do enjoy doing in our home that I do feel uh, drawn to as a woman, as the mom, that you know what that this is kind of my domain. I want my heart to be centered on home. These are some, some things that I want to make sure get done, are taken care of, and done well. But Matt recognizes that there are going to be seasons mm-hmm. where that's just harder for me to get done. And instead of him making me feel bad about not getting them done, mm-hmm. he's like, "Babe, I know this is a hard season, and I, I'm just here to help." whatever I can do. So, you know, he'll put a load from the washer into the dryer or he'll see that the dryer's full and he'll fold what's in there and 
and put it up. There are times that I'll come home and I've got like my clean laundry on <laughs> my bed or, you know, whatever it might be that he's he sees that the Lord has called me to yeah. do some things and that only I can do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and he he believes in, in that and so he makes room for me. It's now, really it's cool. not something that's not a normal thing. Like, we're not going to make that our routine, right. but it is more of a give and, and take. And, yeah. and same for him. Like, when I know that he's traveling a lot, he's out a lot, um, or it's just been a long day, I try to take things over, you know, yeah. like um, things that maybe in my mind that I categorize as, oh, well, that's like a man thing to do. So <laughs> like, oh, something happened. Like the other... mow the yard. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> like mow the yard. I've done that, which I love mowing awesome. the yard. <laughs> yeah. um, or there's something else that happened, like fixing something that I like got everything out. I just did yeah. it because yeah. I knew he couldn't get to it and it needed to be done. And you know what? I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm yeah. going to just, I can do this. That's awesome. I felt so accomplished when yeah. I did it. So that's like um, Amanda. She, my, yeah. my wife Amanda is is uh, she's so much better at like fixing things around the house than I am, mm-hmm. and she likes to do. It. I mean, she's like a fixer upper HGTV. Mm-hmm. Like she watches that stuff all the time. So if we paint. She's painting. She's yep. you know picking things, all kinds of stuff like that. But like it's, I mean, uh, kudos to Matt, especially if if folding the laundry was like kid clothes. Oh, yeah. Because a load of kid clothes is like 17 <laughs> loads of adult clothes. Yes. I tell you, man. So, Those little socks, the yeah. little pants. I know. It's like, man, how do you even fold that? You know? <laughs> and like what the, the hardest is like the whenever it's like a, a a dress, like a girl dress or oh. something like that. But yeah, like you, you have to hang it up. But whenever you're kind of like for me, we have five kids and yeah. going on more and uh and so i've had to learn over the years it's like what do i do with this pair of overalls yes. you know how do i do yes. you know so I, I i always like it's a labor of love if mm-hmm. i'm folding kid clothes mm-hmm. but it makes me appreciate my wife so much more oh, yeah. absolutely and so. likewise you know i appreciate matt when he is there so something he's been doing lately that's just been so sweet and he's doing it for himself. I mean, in a good way, but he's, he's serving me in it. Yeah. He's been waking up at like five in the morning and just has like a whole hour to, for just, he has the house all to himself. It's really quiet. And so he gets the coffee ready. So when I wake up, it's like made. It's awesome. And it's just one little thing that he does that just is so kind and thoughtful, you know, um, to serve me in that. So. That's really He's a cool. good guy. That's good. I like him. That's a really great um, just reminder to husbands in the room, mm-hmm. which I'm saying you're in your room because you're listening to this mm-hmm. in your own room if you're listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. We only have two husbands in this room, mm-hmm. me and our producer, Jordan. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, you know, uh, just empower your wife to serve, you know, yeah. empower her to be who God's called her to be and um, that means sacrifice sometimes and that means um giving up things that you maybe want to do sometimes and all that but i want to talk to um to worship leaders specifically Mm -hmm. from a a female perspective and this isn't to uh dog anybody or anything like that but just to give a little insight and and, you know lauren you and i talk a lot about um you know you think like a woman yeah. And I can't think like a woman. Right. So I, I'm going to ask you a lot of things mm-hmm. to get a perspective that I just simply can't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
listening to it from that perspective, this is not coming from a woman saying, man, you're failing at this, but coming from a woman who's saying, hey, here's some ways that we can probably do better. So Mm -hmm. what are the ways that uh, worship leaders can more effectively empower moms in particular to serve in the church? Yeah. You got kids you're juggling. Right. You know, I mean, just talk a little bit about your experience with that. Yeah. I mean, I think um, maybe there will be time. There have been women who are worship leaders or they play the piano, they play um, violin or whatever that have had to just bring their kids up to a yeah. rehearsal and, and to be okay with that and um, to not, you know, I guess to be flexible mm-hmm. in that for the moms that maybe their husbands had something they had to do. So we rehearse on Saturdays mm-hmm. and uh, because we have Saturday night services. Yeah. And early on when I had little ones, so I have an, a child that's old enough to babysit for me. So yeah, I do. use her. It's I do too. It's a amazing. game changer. It's life changing. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, I mean, I had to bring the car seat up. And, and so I think it was helpful for, you know, Michael Bleeker was was flexible. He didn't make me feel bad that I brought yeah. the kids up. I did what I could to give them attention. And I think also for the worship leader to just be prepared, yeah. um, to be, to have sent the songs to the, all the players. So the normal preparedness stuff so that you don't feel like you're wasting your time if you got a babysitter, right? you know, or if, um, you brought your kids up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just like standing around waiting for them to figure out this part, you know? Um, so I think preparedness helps. Um, and that's a whole team thing. I mean, yes. that's, that's not yes. even just saying, hey, worship leader, be prepared. Right. But, that's saying, hey, guitar player, yes. respect people enough to come ready, Yeah. you know? Absolutely. Um, because that is, um, that is a way that as a, as a musician in the church, you mm-hmm. can be serving everyone around you Moms, dads, you know, single, whatever, and yeah. all, everyone yep. kind of deserves you to, to respect their time and respect that, mm-hmm. that space. And I think having the, the worship leader remind yes. the players too, yeah. I mean, the, the other members. Um, and then I think another way that worship leaders can encourage moms that are maybe on the worship team, um, just I'm trying to think how to word this, but. Um, giving, asking, okay, here's what I would say. Um, letting the moms make the decision on whether they want to or can or not. I think a lot of times what will happen in the past has happened with me. I haven't been asked to do things because they don't want to infringe upon my family time. Right. And I think that is what can happen is then when I wasn't asked, I'm like, did I do something wrong? Do they not like how I lead? Do they, they, I fill it with, I would fill it with all these blanks Sure. when really it was, oh, I just wanted to respect your family time. It's like, yeah. okay, I appreciate that. But my husband and I can decide what right. is, you know, good for our family. And so don't feel like, like if you would want me to lead, then at least ask me. Yeah. Or if you want me to be a part of this, ask me and let me say no yeah. <laughs> before you decide for me. And then don't get your feelings hurt if they do say no or don't get annoyed if right. they do say no. Right, yes. Because that's exactly. just part of it. And, that, and that's kind of the, the same with everybody. Like yes. anyone you ask, you know, you kind of let it be their call yeah. a little bit. People tend to know their capacity a little more than mm-hmm. you know, we can assume for them their capacity yeah. is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. And then I think for the, the woman herself, realizing that there are seasons, and I'm sure that is a word she has heard over and over <laughs> and over. She's like, this season, that season. I do feel like it can be overused, but there's just, there are a few things um, that mirror, you know, that you could use that word for that just describe it perfectly. It really is a season. It's yeah. not gonna last forever, yeah. and not like seasons in Texas. <laughs> Talking about right. real seasons, somewhere not here, um, where things are gonna look differently, but it's not gonna always be this way. Yeah. And for the woman that has the newborn, so honestly, there's some newborn things that are easier because you can just bring them up in their carrier during rehearsal. Right. If if you know their hearing's an issue, you put the little your things over earmuffs, whatever. Um, and then as they get more mobile, it becomes a little bit more difficult. That toddler phase is oh, the hardest it is, of all. Okay. One, one year, <laughs> only one year, Matt decided, you know what? We don't want to have to have the uh, little village volunteers work on Christmas Eve. So we're going to do no childcare on Christmas oh, Eve. Man. And so it was, a, you know, an hour long <laughs> service. I'm pretty sure Nora was a baby and then Reed was like a, no, Nora was like a toddler yeah. and I had the other two kids and I was like, I, I mean, I didn't sing one song. I didn't, I was, I wasn't leading. I was just yeah. in the uh, congregation and I was like, I was so distracted. I, I might as well have just not gone. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so I was like, you can never do that again. That's Let people awesome. serve on Christmas That's Eve. hilarious. Yeah. But so, I mean, it does get harder to do that. Yeah. And, and that's where for me, it was a time where I really had tr to trust the Lord. Like it was an active trust that, God, you know what I love to do. Yeah. You know that I love to sing, that I love to lead worship, that I love to write, that I love to be in the mix with the band. You know, I yeah. love that teamwork aspect of it. I like the, um, there. you know, there is an aspect of performing when you lead worship. I like that you, there is a, a moment where it's like game on, like we're doing this, right. we're leading together. Um, that is, that you can miss when you don't get to do it for yeah. a season. And just trusting that the Lord can can work in that waiting. Yeah. Um, and that he might do some things. Uh, Beth Bernard has a great song that says, you can do more in my waiting than in my doing I could do. And wow. it was so profound in that that song when she released it was a waiting period for me. Yeah. Um, and so the trust that the Lord is doing something while you wait in that season, while you're having to decline that planning center yeah. request, um, when you're having to just be mom at home, uh, that he's going to do something. And honestly, in me, um, it, it exposed where I was getting a lot of my identity. I was getting a lot of, um, uh, just satisfaction from serving um, that it exposed some idolatry sure. in my heart and it gave me space to deal with the idolatry yeah. that waiting that really season good. of having to be home with the kids it's really good and then also we don't know our own hearts yeah. we don't know what we truly want we think we know what we want 
but only the Lord knows what's going to satisfy yeah. us. Um, and so, you know, that in Psalm 34 where it says, and he delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, he knows what our true heart's desires are. Mm. And I think for me, uh, early on, you know, I think I, it was either before I had kids or right as I just had Audrey and even read, I thought, oh, I just want to like travel and lead worship and go and do this stuff. And I was so frustrated that I wasn't getting to do that. You right. know, I had to be home. We had this church that we had just kind of replanted. Um, and that just wasn't a reality for me. And then fast forward a few years and the Lord started giving me opportunities to travel and lead worship. And I found myself longing for home. Yeah. So it was like the Lord said, you think you want this like quote unquote glamorous lifestyle traveling <laughs> and riding with all these fabulous people. But really you like to be home. You yeah. like to be with your people. And, um, I know this about you. You don't know this yet, <laughs> but trust me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the Lord will use those seasons of waiting, um, and you pouring into your kiddos and getting to the root of maybe some identity and idolatry. Yeah. So it's really good. I think that in the waiting, um, something that as a as a worship pastor, in the in in a season of needing to s- sit out for a little while, yeah. I don't cease to be your pastor. I don't yeah. cease to be a shepherd. Right. I, I don't get to stop caring. I don't get to stop being in your life and yeah. and 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 asking how you're doing and how I can pray for you and things like that. That's not that's not what a shepherd would do. Right. And so. Um, I think something I would say to worship worship pastors, worship leaders mm-hmm. in that is that just because they're not there and they're not serving yeah. or AKA you can't get anything out of them in that season or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should love them any less or care for them any less or whatever yeah. and ask how they're doing and, and Hey, uh, you know, how you feeling right now? Um, and even sometimes asking like, Hey, you want a weekend, you know, yeah. where I know this is a season of off, but like, I just feel like the Lord said, you know, maybe you would enjoy serving this weekend and we'll, we'll pay for childcare for you or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, to where, to where that could be something that maybe she'd get a, yeah some life out of oh, yeah. in a moment, you know? Yes. But I think what tends to happen and men are really bad at this. I'm, I know my own struggle with it is that if it's out of sight, out of mind. Yes. And so if I'm not consistently serving with someone who's needing to take a break for a while, um, it, it, I have to make it a discipline yeah. to to connect with them, yep. um, not based around our work together or yeah. our serving together, mm-hmm. um, but just around the fact that she's a woman made in the image of God and she served in my ministry and yeah. isn't done with that and I, sh- I need to be caring yeah. for her, not based on what she can do, but right. who she is. And I think that's good. And, and, you know, so in that, I would say, I always say this to women that I speak, to concerning leading worship and being on a worship team is, you know, our, the worship pastors are not, um, our ego managers, you know, we don't, we don't want to put that on them. Uh, so that's where we can guard our hearts, but it is helpful in the season where you, you are having to sit out where you can still feel a part of what's going on. Yeah. Um, in the ministry and still feel a connection to the worship ministry. Yeah. I think that's good just to to have, you know, 
the worship pastor just check in, say, hey, yeah. I just want you to know um, I'm thinking about you. I'm, I'm praying for you. I can't wait for when you get to join us yeah. again. I'm looking forward to that time. And that helps, I think, so unity. Yeah. Because I think what the enemy likes to do is is so disunity. So you think, well, they don't really like me. Well, I'm not good enough. Well, now that I'm gone, now they have a reason to replace me. Or, I mean, you can, anytime there are blanks, our human nature is going to fill it in negatively. We're not going to fill it in positively. We're not going to give the, it's hard for us to give the benefit of the doubt. We want to assume the worst. And so to be able to fill the blanks in for those people, I think is really helpful and and helps with uh, unity. Yeah. And it doesn't even, I mean, it could be, we're having a Christmas party mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're invited to it. Yep. You know, I know you haven't served in seven months, but like yeah. you're still a part. Yeah. And so come and bring a casserole. Yes. <laughs> so or whatever yes. it is, you know, and or you something know. you picked up at Market Street or something you picked up. Yeah. yeah. Like a thing of cookies that a nice lady <laughs> baked at 5 a.m. Yes. this morning, you know. Yes. Sometimes those are really good cookies. Oh, there's some thumbprint cookies at Market Street. They've got strawberry in the yeah. middle. They're Listen, so Market Street is next level. I I don't know <sighs> that Market Street exists outside of Dallas. I haven't seen it anywhere other yeah, than know. when I moved here. Yeah. But man, it's so good. Here's what I love about it. Because there's a Whole Foods three minutes from our house. Yeah. And I love Whole Foods. But sometimes I need to buy regular people food. <laughs> I need a box sometimes of Sometimes I just need loops. to not feel judged. Yes. I need regular bread that my yeah. kids will actually eat. So, yeah. yeah. No, totally true. I totally get that. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? I mean, what would you say to... Um, I mean, just if, if you could just say one thing... To the mom, mm-hmm. one thing to the worship pastor, mm-hmm. uh, worship leader, whatever the title is. Yeah. Um, what's that word? You know. I hate those questions, and no, I totally okay. just ask that question because it's like, wow, I'm going to sum up everything I'm thinking. <laughs> everything. And... No, I mean, and I think I've already touched on this because it can be such a discombobulating time. Great you know. Word. Yeah. Matt's used that a couple of times lately. He kind of gets on a word and yeah. gets stuck on it. So then <laughs> I start picking it up. Yeah. Um, okay, real quick. What? Uh, the one about, are you tracking with are you tra- me? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Babylon B. Babylon B is the best. They're amazing. But I, I just am picturing him ordering at a drive Here's the deal. That picture looked legit. It I was thought, so how did real. They, did they, is there pop, Christian paparazzi <laughs> getting Matt at Chick-fil-A? All right, I want a burger. You tracking with me? Oh, so man. good. I know. Anyway. He he latches on to some phrases. I love it. And in fact, our uh, the staff just had like a little get-together yesterday, and they made a video of all the phrases that for 2017 they are going to retire. So funny. And so it, it's funny. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to. But That's awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking tracking with me was on there Hilarious. i'm pretty sure it was so but discombobulating okay it's, it's one of his new words he yeah just during that season when kind of everything feels upside down um that it's the lord's kindness to to make sure that your heart is centered on home yeah for the good of your your own soul for the good of your your husband's soul and for your kids I mean they are I hear this all the time but they are your first ministry they are um, you know little people that need 
to hear and see the gospel. And you sing to those kids. You sing over them. You um, sing with them. Mm. You use what you would use on a stage in front of how many other people. I remember a moment when Audrey was a little, she was a baby. And um, it was like the Lord said, you know what? there, There are thousands of women that can lead worship. There's only one woman that can be Audrey's mom. That's really good. And I was like, Oh, yes. That's a word for dads too. <laughs> yeah. I need, I oh, yeah. need to hear that. Yes. You know, because yep. it is so easy. Dad, we tend to have this like conquering nature. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the next big hill to take? Mm-hmm. And so, the quote-unquote mundaneness of yes. of home yes. can sometimes be difficult to yep. um, to just like sit and rest in yeah. and like truly delight because you've got. 38 things on your mind that you need to accomplish yep. and and so I think that that's such a good word for even me as mm-hmm. a dad and mm-hmm. to, to all I mean anyone serving in ministry mm-hmm. ministry can so easily consume your life oh absolutely and, and, and you lose the ministry to your home yep. which, is so, which is so important yeah and you know I think human nature we're, we're going to tend towards that so we have to be yeah. intentional yeah. about it at home and I don't think that means like being super legalistic about family devos, right. but just um, seizing the opportunities that you have. And if yeah. it is a season where you're home a lot, yeah. seizing that opportunity. And um, even I found that my voice grew when yeah. I started singing lullabies over Audrey. I found later that I, I don't know, my voice just grew during that season of kind of being off and then just not overthinking it and just singing from my heart over um audrey these little lullabies and and so the lord he uses that season and yeah yeah, so i think that goes for the worship leaders too um went to a conference um maybe two years ago it was like a catalyst thing i Uh think it was maybe andy stanley who said it but he said the the most valuable thing that you uh your, your your legacy that you leave, the best legacy that you leave, mm-hmm. may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Yeah. And I thought, uh, wow, man, I need to hear that. Yeah. So bad. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, and it kind of plays into what we're talking about here too, is that sometimes you have to give up saying yes now, yeah. so that you can say some say yes to something better yeah. later. Yes. And um, you know, I I I kind of make fun of Christian movies sometimes. <laughs> Because sometimes they're just so dang cheesy. But uh, my mom like made me watch Courageous at her house oh, over yeah. Christmas. Uh-huh. And um, I love the Kendrick brothers. I did a couple of men's events with them. Mm-hmm. And they're good dudes. But uh, I hadn't. I just kind of had this skepticism about Christian movies mm-hmm. or whatever. And there's a scene in that Courageous movie where the dad's like, the daughter's asking him to dance with her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm too busy or mm-hmm. I don't feel like it. Or, you know, I don't yeah. know what his excuse was. But he didn't dance with the girl. And like yeah. every good Christian movie, the girl dies. Oh, and, uh, oh gosh. <laughs> and so he's like, dang it, I should have danced with oh, my daughter. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, I, I, sorry if you haven't seen Courageous, <laughs> and I just totally gave it away. I haven't, but it's that's a few okay. years old, so yeah. it's like kind of giving away the plot to Star Wars. It's his dad, okay? Um, <laughs> oh their brother and sister. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway, yes, Bruce Willis is dead uh, in the sixth sense. Are you gonna ruin all? I'm of gonna them? ruin every movie uh, right now. Uh, just stay away from La La Land. I'll That's stay away from La La Land. It's too fresh. Producer Jordan has not seen it yet. Yes. Uh, he has he has his hands over his his ears not really but he did earlier now he does <laughs> but I, it really did hit me though because I'm like man how many times have I said no because yeah. I have these visions of grandeur of better things I could be doing that are more mm. important in that moment or whatever whether that's singing on a stage or writing the next book or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever that is and I'm missing out on yeah. a moment I'm not going to get back yeah. with the person that God has entrusted me yeah. with. Yeah. Know? That's good. Um, and, and weighty. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in some ways I have to think in a weighty way mm-hmm. to, for it to really sink in. Mm-hmm. Need some weight to sink in. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a great reminder just... Because what we say yes to means we said no to something else. Yeah. And I think at the end, you know, when we're old and gray, Lord willing, that we'll care less that we led worship at this event, <laughs> you yeah. know, than that we shared this this moment with our, our child or we didn't miss something with yeah. them. Um, I mean, that's, that's a legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good word and a good place for us to end for today. Yeah. So. Thanks uh, for having me again. Yeah. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you're on the leadership team for for Rooted and uh, a lot more to come. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Me too. All right, guys. uh, Go to rootednetwork.org for more articles and resources and things like that. And for all of our other podcasts, we'd love for you to go on iTunes and leave a review. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the Rooted Network podcast, and we'll see you here in two weeks.